Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on the monorail heading over to Animal Kingdom to do Run Disney. I can't wait to earn the medal. I can't wait to pick up all the free merch that people drop. I can't believe you paid that much just to run. To run. You guys are running? It's way too hot over at Animal Kingdom. I'm going to go hang out with Darkwing Duck instead. Welcome to episode 136 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we will be giving the his on Run Disney. So uh, this is definitely something that I'm looking forward to, to doing in the future. You know, uh, I'm not, I really don't like to run. I think running's boring, right? Sorry. I know we're going to do the whole episode on running. Uh, but if I do want to do some type of marathon or like a, you know, 5K or whatever. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it at Disney, right? Uh, Jen, I know that you kind of volunteer out there during these events. How long have you been doing that for? So I think this is my sixth year uh, volunteering uh, as medical team for the races. I have done most all of them year round that they have for that long. Wow. And what do you get when you volunteer? So they... um well, every year it's been less, I'm not going to lie, but ultimately what you get is a thank you medical staff for every, every shift that they work, get a one day, one park complimentary um, ticket wow. comes about six does weeks Mickey, after they finish. You get, you get a thank you. So it's like Mickey come out there and like shake your hand or maybe no, it's in a, it's in a little white envelope about six weeks after you finish. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Okay. How about you? What's your experience with run Disney? I know that you've done something like a virtual one too, right? Yeah, so I did kind of shift from running since then because I found out cycling exists. That means you can sit down while you work out, which is way more my speed. But <laughs> the run Disney, I think two years ago, I did my first virtual race and it was a half marathon and I did not do it all in one in one uh, shot. They said you don't have to. So I did not. And it was the um, it was a Star Wars theme one. So the medal that I got was a Millennium Falcon with like Chewie in the middle. It said like, let the Wookiee win. It's a spinner thing. It's, it's pretty cool. It weighs a lot. And, um, and the part that goes around your neck is the stuff that goes uh, along Chewie's chest, which is pretty cool. That was really cool. And then I did another one, uh, which I'll talk more about later, but I did another one. It was the Oswald race. I think that was a 5k and, um, that one, I got a shirt as well. So that was really cool. It came in this big box and I got a long sleeve t-shirt and, uh, and a medal. They do The virtual races are really cool though, that you can print out like a, a bib and everything like a little, uh, you know, personalized one you print out, I think a certificate. Like a bib? What do you mean? Like you like eat halfway like or your, something? What do you mean? No, your race bib. <laughs> That's what I used it for, but <laughs> yeah. So it'll have like your name on it and, uh, and your, I think maybe your participation number, I forget, but yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. I have it in a folder somewhere. It was pretty neat. Right now we are live. We are doing this episode live on Facebook, um, Twitch, Trovo, a couple other places. Uh, so if you are interested in watching us live, uh, we'll probably do maybe we'll, we'll do a live episode for everyone once every couple months. But if you want to watch us live every week, just go ahead and go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, you'll see the Goof Troop, and you can join the Goof Troop. And you can watch us live every week. We have lots of fun every week you know uh things get sometimes get a little crazy in here we have all of our patreon members not all of them but many of them are watching us live right now in zoom and they are live in our discord chat and uh so we can kind of know interact with our patreon members we interact with them daily so you know if you're interested and you want to support us go ahead and join our group troop and uh, uh we do giveaways once a month i don't think we're going to do a giveaway today but we are going to do a giveaway this month for a uh some merch we're going to give away some merchandise, which is Ooh. really cool. So I don't nice. think we've given away any merch yet. We've Not given for a away, while. Yeah. I mean we, I mean, we give away things monthly, but I don't think we've ever given away like a shirt or anything like that that says like Diz His. We usually give away Disney things, right? Right. We got yeah. this cool cup we're going to be giving away soon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a re-gift from Jen. A 
let's get to the his on Run Disney. Run Disney is a series of marathons held all over the world at different Disney parks. The first was held at Walt Disney World in 1994. Since then, Run Disney has had over 14 events yearly that allow anyone from professional adult marathon runners to amateur child marathon runners. Run Disney offers a multitude of options from a marathon all the way down to a 5K. This event helps bring like-minded people to the parks to enjoy each other's company, running, and special events, as well as Disney. So, Jen, let's talk about what's going on. Like, So, for the virtual events, you pretty much bought all of them, right? So you can so, get all the cool kind of swag that goes along with it. Or you want to talk about the virtual events or do you want to talk about like what's going on right now? Because we're rolling into marathon weekend. Let's talk about what's going on right now later when we touch about what's going coming up. Cause I think I touched about what's coming up. Okay. So then the virtual races, basically what happens is this was a series of three. Yes. Three virtual five K's that you could run. And you went at the conclusion of that. You also got a challenge medal for completing all three of them. So, and then at the end, you know, you would submit your times and then you would, you get a box in the mail a little while later. It's, it's a nice presentation of all of your medals. Now, what I found out is you can train and train and train all you want and whatever, but then something happens and you don't finish them. But guess what? You paid for the medals. And so eventually they show up at your house. And that's kind of what happened with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I have not opened my medals. I mean, I opened them to make sure that's what it was, but I didn't take anything out. Nothing is everything is intact there because I will do all three of them. And only then will I open and display my medals. Oh, really? Yes. Nah, just open them. Forget about it. Just do it. Just open them. No, there's a pride thing. I I have to finish. I would go ahead and, uh, you know, open them for sure. No. Maybe I'll do it live on the Diz His. Maybe when I finish. A similar uh, thing happened to me. I did do the, uh, I signed up for the virtual 5K, the Oswald one, and I hurt my back. So I didn't get to run it. So when my medal came in, I uh, I looked at it in shame and then immediately posted it on Facebook to get all the likes I could possibly get, saying that I ran <laughs> it in a very, very quick time. <laughs> now, I'll make sure you all know when I finish my three 5Ks in a row and get all my medals. You you guys are way too nice because I would just be like, I ran it. I would just, I would just straight up lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> In 1994, Disney debuted its annual marathon, the Walt Disney World Marathon, operated by Disney Endurance Series, which will later be renamed Run Disney. However, this was not Disney's first connection with a marathon. Two years prior, 1992, Disney sponsored the 500 Festival in Indiana, which commemorated the Indy 500. There are a lot of marathons offered during this festival, but the most popular one was the Mini Marathon, a half marathon that grew to become one of the largest in the country. Walt Disney sponsored the festival as a way to promote Walt Disney World's 20th anniversary. The festival's annual 60000 budget would skyrocket to $300,000 as Disney would go all out for the festival, even having it nationally televised. With Disney televising the race, they also convinced a news crew from Indianapolis to cover the festivities at Walt Disney World for 20 days to broadcast the 20th anniversary celebration. Disney renamed the Mini Marathon to the Mini Marathon, M-I-N-N-I-E, rebranding it as much as possible. Even the t-shirts that the 10,000 participants would receive were customized for the event. The race director for Disney Endurance Series, John Hughes, stated that his team had brought the idea to Disney 10 years prior, but the company didn't have the funds to go through with it. The success of the mini marathon proved that there is a market for the annual marathon. This marathon would bring thousands of guests to the parks. The Disney plan was to have the individuals plan a vacation around the occurrence of the marathon, calling it a racecation. The inaugural race for the Walt Disney World Marathon was held in January of 1994. The course encompassed three parks and had a total of 5,588 runners participate. So here's the thing about people who do marathons like this. They pay big money to run all sorts of different races. If you think about it, the New York Marathon, Boston Marathon, I mean, there's these huge, significant races. So adding Disney into that rotation of all these different marathons, it seems like it is a no-brainer, you know? And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if I was going to be running a marathon, this is where I would want to run it, is at Disney, right? 
Well, there, so, and I'm sure we probably get into that. Do you talk about weather, Alex? Cause that is, that's a huge factor with this. No, I actually do not touch weather at all. They, they don't suffer for cold, right? Cause sometimes no, no, it gets no. cold. It's, I have been out there. Freezing, it's, right? it's frigid. People will disrobe as they're running with the weather. Um, you know, they start off in a full costume and by the end, I mean, we've picked up tutus, jackets, you name it. It is not uncommon for runners to absolutely disrobe as they are running the course. The other thing I was going to talk about with inclement weather is the one year that the marathon did get canceled, um, that they had let everybody know it, there was just no way wicked storm coming through all of that stuff like that. We ended up going out there later that day because we were volunteering. We were already out there. And so we went to the parks and it was really cool because as we drove on the property, you can see all of these people running because they were going to give you your medal anyways. So the integrity that the runners had, you know, no, you're not just going to hand me a medal for this. You know, I believe it was a half marathon. Um, I'm going to run it. And so um, there were Except so many for me. people that were doing I'll just be that. like, just give me the medal. <laughs> so then really, really what you're saying is, is that if you ever did run a marathon, did you actually run it or did you buy the medal on eBay? Well, hey, you know what I would do? There's plenty of medals you can find online. When I was searching up medals to try to find like medals to look at, just a whole bunch of like, be, like early medals were out there to buy. You can buy them at the Lakeland Antique Mall. There you go, There Joe. were like stacks. I could 3D print them. them. You know yes. what I would do is I would go ahead and run like a marathon, but take like a month. I'll like run a mile, you know, like on Can't Monday, do that. January 1st. <laughs> Why not? Because you can. The virtual ones. Why not? You Virtual yeah. ones you can, but there is a time limit and they have a very, very precise system to sweep um, the slow ones. They sweep them? Yeah, I'm yeah. Trying to wrap around around. I'm picturing what do they like do? a like, giant who- broom, and they're like, "You better run because we're coming for you." No, at the <laughs> end, at the end of the races, there are there's a set of ladies that pace uh, 16 minute miles, and they're called the balloon ladies uh. because they have attached to them a gigantic balloon, and there's four of them in a row. And so if you if your pace gets behind the balloon ladies for too long a little ways back from them are buses. If there is no way that you can catch up to them, you will be considered swept and you will have to stop running and get on the bus. They should oh, be like wow. ghosts from Pac-Man. But you still get your, <laughs> and, but the buses also pick up like the injured people. I mean, I've had people roll their ankles, fall. I mean, get sick, you name it. And they're sitting, you know, in my tent waiting for the bus to come. And so the balloon ladies will pass us by. And then right after that is the bus that they'll get on and it'll take them back to the, to the finish line. How do you sign up to be the balloon ladies? I want to be that person. You have to be chipped at a 16 minute mile. Well, I can do that. No problem. For 20. I can walk like a 10 mile, 10 minute mile. Yeah, you can do it for, well, I mean, there's a difference between pacing a 16-minute mile for a 5K and a marathon. Oh, 26. so those people have to do 16-minute miles for like the whole time? They don't they yeah. tag in someone else like halfway? No, you are a balloon lady and you are, I say lady because I've never seen a guy doing it, but they pace 16 I, minutes. I can, be the, I can break the barrier. I can break the barrier. <laughs> break that glass ceiling, Joe. Let your balloons take you right through that glass ceiling. <laughs> like an up. In 1984, Walt Disney World Marathon, or 26.2-mile race, started in an Epcot parking lot before sunrise and traveled through the exit of the park. The runners then ran on the highway until the first exit, arriving at Epcot's backstage area. Backstage roads took the runners to Spaceship Earth, Future World, and along the western edge of the World Showcase. Runners would then head past the Epcot Resort area to MGM Studios, taking a left turn at the Chinese Theater. The course took the runners through the streets of America and then backstage, around past the Tower of Terror. The runners used World Drive to reach Magic Kingdom parking. They traveled under the water bridge, past the contemporary, and entered the backstage area of Magic Kingdom. Fantasyland marked the halfway point of the race. The marathon would go through Cinderella's Castle and down Main Street. The runners would go into the backstage area behind Frontierland and leave Magic Kingdom through the service road, passing the Polynesian Resort. The course then took the runners on Bear Island Road and then to World Drive back to Epcot. Runners circled the outer edge of the parking area and then arrived at the finish line at Spaceship Earth. Upon completion of the course, all runners received a finisher's medal. The 1994 medal featured the name of the event with a running Mickey logo. The Walt Disney World Marathon offered a fun run the day before the marathon, which was only two miles. The registration fee for the marathon was $50, which was waived if you were staying on Disney property. 
The estimated attendance for the marathon was 10,000 people, and the prize bank for the race was set at $125,000, making it the fifth highest paid marathon in the country and the eighth highest in the world. The winners of the inaugural race were Leonid Shvetsov of Russia, who crossed the finish line in a little over two hours. He won the men's division, with the women's division being won by Yudet Nagy of Hungary. Both still hold the record for the fastest time at the event, set in 1995. These races are so popular, right? These the races, the, um, the runs. Uh, they keep the Christmas stuff up until after the, after the marathon. Do they? Well, I guess I'll find out. It's still up right now. Yeah, I guess it must be. Yeah, and usually the day after is when they take everything down. So the marathons, you're, you're, you're working it this weekend, right, Jen? I am. I'll be out there all weekend. So, like, and when's the last uh, Sunday you're going to be out there? Mm-hmm. It's like, what, Saturday night, right, to Sunday? Well, the races start, I don't remember if the kids' races were today or if they're not doing the kids. Tomorrow is the 5K. Uh, Friday is the 10. Saturday should be the half. And Sunday's the full. And then, like, Monday, decorations are down. Probably. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, when we were there yesterday, everything was still up. But I think they were starting to take things down because I don't think like the gingerbread house and the decorations over at the Grand, I don't think they're still up yet. That's what Dane said, at least. Uh, but like all the trees, they're all at the park still. We keep <laughs> our uh, our decorations up until Three Kings Day, January 6th. Are you? Do you really? Yeah. A, a lot of people do that, though. Yeah. I don't know if Disney does the same or if it's just coincidental at the I don't know. Well, I know the gingerbread house is going down, but also the runners don't go through the Polynesian lobby. So I know they go through Animal Kingdom Lodge, not Animal Kingdom Lodge, Animal Kingdom, like the park. Well, it depends on. Yeah, we've seen them running through there. Um, It just depends on the length of the race. So I just in, in looking at this history, it is crazy to me how the first race was $50. Um, and then they waived it if you were yeah. staying on property. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Do you know how much these races no. are now? No clue. I think that the um, I think the full is upwards of two fifty for just that race. Maybe it's two. Oh my gosh! I know that the five k in itself is like ninety. So, and then there's the dopey challenge, which is the five, the ten, the half, and the full. So, and then the other thing that there's extra stuff. So there's the, um, the race retreat. Do you talk about that or no? No, no, I do not. Okay. So the race retreat is something I'm not sure if they have it, um, this year because the COVID, but the race retreat was basically after you paid, you know, let's just say it's $250 to run the full, then you pay an additional, I think the last time I looked at it, it was $200 for the race retreat, which was a climate controlled tent that had a few, um, unique characters in it their own little first aid station because i've run that one before and um a and you got breakfast. pictures with those characters didn't you i did that was one of the perks is every year i that got was to like have a cool, duck. Mm-hmm, i got to take a cool picture wow, with whoever cool. was that character in there but um and then they had a, a full breakfast was it worth two hundred dollars now so just consider this so you the runner are paying 250 dollars for this race and then you're paying an additional couple hundred dollars for each one of your family members to also sit in this race retreat for a limited amount of time because that thing shut down at a certain time you, so you had me at paying to run <laughs> <laughs> so uh you you put a lot of money out over the course of the weekend believe it or not like and that's really, just that's just the event people... that's not even like the Staying at the resort, paying for food. Right. So I'm not sure if they oh. have the race retreat now, but for probably years not, it was pretty cool. It's probably indoor. It sounds like it's indoors, and that's probably not a good idea. But you know, Steve's saying uh, right now he's saying Darkwing Duck. He said he'll pay extra two to be like people would probably pay that money just go meet just to go meet the special characters. Yeah. Yeah, Darkwing. Duck I mean, is Darkwing an awesome Duck is pretty awesome. I have a question for you. Who guys. else? So if you had to run a marathon at any of the parks, which one would you pick? I think I would just do Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I'd probably do Magic Kingdom. People are saying in chat, Animal Kingdom. I mean, don't you have to worry about the animals chasing after you? Yeah, imagine running through the safari. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we were really awesome until a lion jumps down and starts chasing you. <laughs> They're not real. Those are animatronics. That's true. Yeah, I don't believe in lions. Animal Kingdom always seems like the hottest, actually. And I think I was proven that it's the hottest because of the plants they have there. 
radiates heat the most or keeps what? heat the most. What? Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. I I I'm serious. Look it up. Dude, the hottest <laughs> park is Hollywood. I, I saw it on no. I saw it on this YouTube channel called Infowars, and Animal Kingdom is hot. No, seriously, Animal Kingdom. I'm pretty sure because of the plants. Because they're I, look it up. I'm, I, I'm it's sure designed that way. You know that, right? right? It is right. designed yeah. to, be to be hotter. Okay. Yes, thank you. That thank you can you. look up. Okay, it, it is, is specifically designed that way. Let's just they want you to feel like you're in Africa. Okay, I'm just not no <laughs> Look it up. I don't believe it. It's I'm going to look up here in a little bit. Go. Let's I take a break. You look it up, you. Joe, and I'll cut it out. Go ahead. I mean, it's people have are saying it. I I, I watch a lot of Disney so, YouTube though, videos, and it's I think it's because of the plants. They're like uh, they radiate heat or something. They keep heat and moisture or something. So it's it, I don't know. It was that's what I heard though. I'm looking. People, I mean, people are saying it, but people don't uh, really know what they're talking about. No, I'm telling you, it was heat is out. pumped into Animal Kingdom for the animals. False. No, <laughs> it's not. Wait, why true. is Animal Kingdom third third search? So hold on. First so off, hot. let's talk about this for a second, okay? Whenever Wait, Joe, it's hot, quick. it's it averages ten degrees hotter. Yeah, because due what? to the dense Those vegetation, animals don't like the heat. They're they not like not the there. Heat. We're walking through. We're not walking. Through. I'm not talking about the safari ride. I'm talking about the park itself. So this is due to the dense vegetation. See, which is which has created a rainforest effect. It's on allears.net. It's 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 ten degrees hotter than the rest of the parks. What? I'm not bringing a temperature gauge. I'm going to bring a thermometer. Next time we're going to do we're, we are going to test this out. This, this <laughs> you should. it's I, it's pretty well documented by people. I don't what, trust people like what, by what Joe, on? by Joe Rody. Like like that's it was designed that way. Wow. Why would they why would they design it to be to be hotter, supposed to be in Africa? You're supposed to be in Africa, correct? Or, or yeah, Asia. but the animals don't like the heat. But they're Whenever they're, it's hot they're, outside, they're not talking about the safari. We're not talking about the safari. Talking about the walking areas. Park. So they're gonna make it hotter in Florida. That's a terrible idea. For, it's because of the terrible. plants they put there. It's because of the plants they put there. They want you. They hey, it's Disney. They want to make you immerse. No, I don't think they want to so. immerse you I there. They want I don't to... think they did that. I want to see some like real proof because there's no way they're gonna make it hotter. People don't like the heat. It's already hot enough in Florida. They're like, hey guys, you know, it's the middle of summer. It might be a good idea. <laughs> Let's make it hotter. You know, it's already 100 <laughs> degrees. Let's make it 110. That's a terrible idea. There's no way they did that. There's of no course they did. Call no, the they did not. I'm gonna ask a cast member. <laughs> there you go. When I go there, and they're like, they're I have gonna no idea. No way. They're going to say no. They're going to have no idea. You're right. We need to talk to someone, though. Did, why would <laughs> they go ahead? It's, listen, it's not like, have you ever been to Animal Kingdom, right? And you go to Epcot, and you're like, you know, man, it was so much hotter at Animal Kingdom. I say that it's every time I go. anywhere. I say every time you I go. go to Epcot. Every time I go to Animal Kingdom, it's hotter. Every single time. I'm telling you, it's documented somewhere. Well, I'm going to do some research on this. The race became a large success and was brought back in 1995 along with the Disneyland Marathon. The Walt Disney World Marathon track was modified to bring runners through Blizzard Beach. The Disneyland Marathon had some issues. It was set to be held on March 26th, which became controversial because that's when the LA Marathon was held. Disney only had a prize listing of $19,000 for the marathon, while the LA Marathon had a $500,000 purse. Disney then decided to promote the Disneyland 5K event more prominently, which had prize winnings of $31,000. The event at Disneyland was kicked off with a two-day expo, with registration for the 5K and Marathon both open at the expo. Mickey, Donald, and Goofy were on hand to start the race, which started at 7.15 a.m. in the parking lot. The course took runners through Disneyland twice, through Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and then through Anaheim, through Angel Stadium, and back at Disneyland. The event did not go according to plan. Between miles 1 and 2, the entire pack of runners followed a confused bicycle escort, which cut half a mile off the course. Because this race was part of the Olympic Trials qualifying event, the lost half of mile had to be made up. Event coordinators rerouted their cones at the 25-mile mark right before the runners arrived to add a half a mile. The winners of the Disneyland Marathon were Eddie Hellebuck of Albuquerque and Kathy Smith of California. All participants received Disneyland race t-shirts and water bottles. They also received a finisher's medal. The winners of the race received a Mickey Mouse trophy and were honorary guests in the afternoon parade. Hey, do you guys see? Uh, so in our Discord chat, Jen posted a picture, and she's in the picture with Darkwing Duck, Scrooge McDuck, and Launchpad. Yeah. And Adam posted, how many people are looking at this picture and saying Darkwing, Darkwing <laughs> Scrooge, and Launchpad for only $200? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great that's a great photo. 
Yeah, it is. I was so excited for years. I worked the race retreat and I was so excited this year when I walked in and I saw them because I was just looking at my other ones. Um, one year was villains. This one I'm getting ready to post was um, the three fairies. So it was a lot of fun. Oh, that is pretty awesome. The three fairies. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Scrooge and Launchpad, they're they're at Animal Kingdom. You can go see them at Animal Kingdom. Darkwing, I mean, I've never seen him before. And I've never seen three the three fairies either. That's pretty cool. They're a lot bigger in person. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost points. ran a 5K. And Jen, I think you did you wake up early that one day, Castaway? Um, my family has run the 5K, except for my son. He's not old enough. I think I could do a and 5K. That's hot. It is hot, especially depending on the time of the year that you go. Oh, I have a really cool picture I'm going to post. Because it's on the um, tarmac, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's like on where they yeah, the landing ship on Castaway oh, K. Did, are they making it hotter? No. They might. Oh, what? That was what? the inaugural you see that Star picture? Wars. Holds this. What? That was wow. real? Yeah, that, that, that was the inaugural Star Wars. Did he move? No. Oh. Did he make any noises? No. Well, I, I can't say yes or no, because that was before the race. He was just the closest to my station. Oh, he's staying hydrated. So <laughs> for the people who are obviously listening uh, and not on a disc- Discord chat, Jen is with Jabba the Hutt. Oh, I'm there, too. I'm right underneath the, uh, the hookah. I see you right there in the corner. Yeah. That kind of does look like you a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. This guy's a little taller than me. I think I could do a 5K. Chris, could you do a 5K? Yeah, I've done 5Ks. You've done 5Ks? Treadmill. On my treadmill. Oh, on your 5K's treadmill. 5Ks, no problem. That's yeah. like, what, three and a half miles 3. or something? 3. That's 2. nothing. 3.1 yeah, like miles. 3.2. 3.1. Alex, we can do a th- yeah. 5K, 5K, no problem. We used to do it like every, three times a week. I don't remember that. Is that what we used to do? Yeah, it was three oh, miles. I didn't, I didn't know how long we ran. I just ran until you told me to stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, could, I, could tell, I could tell Joe uh, was getting closer to 40 because he used to go on runs. And now it's actually like, hey, guys, I'm on my walk. Yeah, man. The Disney Endurance Series would decide to only host a 5K, 10K, and half marathon at Disneyland moving forward. In 1998, Walt Disney World received a half marathon as well, also adding the fourth theme park in the course route in 1999. 1999 also signified the first 10K race, called the 10K Disney Classic in October, which would kick off the 15-month millennium celebration. As Disney's marathon became popular, they started to add more events onto the schedule, as well as races all over the world. Disney's 10K Classic was renamed the Race for the Taste 10K in 2005. This race would mark the end of a three-day event, October 7th, Disney's Cross Country Classic, October 8th, the Race for the Cure 5K, and October 8th, the 10K. In Disneyland in 2006, the half marathon and 5K were brought back. The 10K distance was added in 2013, which then allowed for the Dumbo Double Dare Challenge which would have runners complete both the half marathon and the 10K. Also in 2006, the Walt Disney World Marathon and Half Marathon would take place on separate days, allowing for the Goofy's Race Challenge, which would have racers partake in both the half and full marathon. In 2014, Disney would add the Dopey Challenge, which would encompass 48.6 miles over four days, including the 5K, 10K, Half Marathon, and Marathon. In 2015, another challenge was added to the list, which had some runners go on a Disney cruise to then run the Castaway K 5K. There is a special medal if you go on a Disney cruise and run the castaway right after marathon weekend. There mm-hmm. is a very, very unique medal specifically for that. That's awesome. That's so cool. In high school, I was actually forced to do both a dopey and a dumbo double dare challenge. I don't know those? those were running though, right? They were not down into <laughs> running at all. <laughs> How cool would it be to run at Castaway K? <laughs> Oh. Listen, people cheat on Castaway all the time because it's How a they doubled, cheat. They it's a doubled course because you run. So you start off, you start at the at the starting line, and then you go down, and you actually have to run the runway twice twice because you go and then it veers off to the left, and then you go down a little ways, and you come back, and then you go down the you go you run back down the runway, and then you're supposed to loop back and do that again to make it a five k, and a, people will only do it once. Now, um, people are also very serious about running the 5K on Castaway, and there have been times where I've been on the ship and they haven't been able to dock. So, um, 
we've actually, and then of course, you know, you can't run if you're not docked at the island, they run it on the ship. And I actually Mm -hmm. have, um, my daughter did that once where she ran it. She did the 5k on, um, I don't know, deck four where, and however many laps it was. And, um, yeah, that's how they'll run it and still get that in. People are always running on, uh, on the boat, on those, on the decks. Really? You're allowed to, you're allowed to run. There's no walking. Like you don't have to walk. No, there's no, people are always running safety first, man. Joe runs a 5k looking for the ice cream machines. That's what I was, that's what I was gonna say. I participated <laughs> in the Castaway ice cream challenge where you had to eat thir- thirteen ice cream cones in a day. Is that in a, a couple hours? Yeah, I did it. So I completed the, so it. The I got a medal. Of a marathon. Yeah, I got I got a medal for it. I can't imagine how hot it would be in the in the Caribbean on a tarmac. Well, it, they run it first thing in the morning. In fact, the people that have the people that are signed up for the five k, they are the first people off the boat um, before you know just general debarkation so to try to go ahead and get them going but it's still if the weather is right it is still very warm yeah i can't and, imagine and, and that's uh, exactly why i didn't run it because i'm not getting up early i mean i'm on a cruise i'm relaxing there's no i i was gonna run it and then i was like you had to wake up like six o'clock in the morning or whatever how much i was like no way i'm not waking up that early in 2010 disney would rebrand the disney endurance series to run disney a subsidiary of Disney. Disney races are like no other in the world. At one point, there were even inline marathons and triathlons. In 2006, after Exhibition Everest opened, runners were allowed to stop to ride the roller coaster. In 2012 through 2015, there was a nighttime 5K named the Expedition Everest Challenge. It was also an obstacle course and scavenger hunt, with the clues leading to location of the after party. Whether it is 5K or full marathon, all participants run through the parks and have a one-of-a-kind experience. During the races, there are even photo opportunities with characters. Participants receive medals that coincide with the year's theme. Run Disney announced the race-themed characters for 2022 Run Disney Marathon Weekend at Walt Disney World Resort. To celebrate the 50th anniversary, runners will race through the heart of the celebration during the weekend of January 5th through 9th. The characters representing each race will be Pluto for the 5K, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit for the 10K, Donald and Daisy Duck for the Half Marathon, and Mickey and Minnie Mouse for the Marathon. And of course, you can join the races virtually. Hey, so this is one of the things that we've talked about in, in the past, right? Where it's kind of like the Marvel movies. They're just popping out all these Marvel movies, all these shows. Right? Whatever's making money for Disney, they are constantly like this making tons of it, right? Yeah. And I feel like this is what kind of what they're doing here. It's like, we're going to go ahead and give you the dopey race. We're going to give the goofy race. We're going to do this race. We're going to do all these different races. All to just make so much money, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is insane. And people are going to do it. They're going to spend the money. It's crazy. It yeah. does go to charity. Does all Are of it? Go, well, how much of it goes to charity? I don't know, but it just makes you feel better. So how do you know that? <laughs> because I ran one. So, and what did they send you a message? Hey, you know, did you get to pick your charity or what made I, you say uh, that? Is this it's, well, you, because is you this said they're the making a lot of source? money, but it's no. I when I don't when I what the heated up, plants? Said, I think it's make a wish. Oh, really? I think so. I think it depends oh, on which boy. race it is. <laughs> Let me see. Hey, hey Where Chris. Does, yeah. Hey, Chris, you know, it's really cold in New Jersey, right? Yeah. I'm going to go and do some research and see what kind of plants they have at Animal Kingdom. I can send some of those plants down and heat up your house. You're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> I'm telling you. You're going to feel so is. dumb when you start doing research. Like, oh, wow, it does keep the humidity in just like a rainforest. I wonder if that's why rainforests are so hot, because the, <laughs> the, the plants hold the moisture and humidity. I thought it was because where they're I located back, in the, on Earth. That's what made them so hot. You know, the equator. Are you saying the equator isn't real, Chris? Are you a flat earther? I, I, I'm, I've never seen the equator in person, Alex. Have you? I have not. Okay. I have. Google I've, seen the, I've, seen, I've seen the temperature at Animal Kingdom, though. <laughs> oh. how, 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 how ridiculous is that? That they oh, let God. the racers stop to ride Expedition Everest. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. That'd be, that'd be amazing. That'd be so much fun. Alex is like, I'm all in. Sign me up. <laughs> I'll, I'll ride Everest and be like, you know what? I'm not going to finish this 5K. Well, think about it. How, <laughs> how much right is there. it for the race if it was cheaper than a park admission? You know? I like sure. that. In the, we didn't talk about but in the Disneyland race, the one uh, before when they did it in 95, you would do the race. And then when you're done with the race, you'd have to pay to get into the park. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Wait, I think you still have to. At Disney World? You still have to. Yeah, you still have to do that. So you run through the park and then you have to get run out of the park yes. and then pay to go back in? Yes. I would just not 
I would just stop running and switch clothes halfway through. Um, I don't think it quite works like that. One person goes in with a duffel bag. Five people run the race. They go to take a bathroom break. In the bathroom is a duffel bag where they can all change clothes. Come out, bam. Who's that picture of? Jen? Ocean's Eleven. I stuff. just it was those were people that were running the same time my kid was running. She so took picture of like random. Is people? that Jimmy Kimmel? He's running in a scout trooper helmet, like a full blown. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's kind of cool. Okay, guys, I was fleeced. My money did not go to a charity. It went into the pockets of Bob Iger at the time. They they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. They wouldn't the do it if they didn't make a lot of money. It does say something about Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yeah, I imagine they donate a percentage. So did you guys look at these new logos over here for the upcoming 2022 um, races? If you go to the right, you'll see the logos. Oh, well, the um, they're really cool. And the... Um, I saw the spirit Jersey online today. Um, There's, there's always a problem with merch um, with the run Disney races, because a lot of the resellers will go into the um, expo, which started today and they'll just buy it out. So um, there was a lot of talk about that online and um, they had a lot of cool shirts and um, there's a magic band that's got some of these logos on them. I like them. So that means the, um, the medals will have something to do with this as well. So that's kind of exciting. And the medals are heavy. Like they're really nice. I mean, you would think they need to be for as much as you're paying, but, um, you know, they're heavy metal and you know, when people have run the race that weekend, like you can just hear them coming behind you at the park, which is crazy that you would run a marathon and then you're going to walk around a Disney park after, but you can hear that. <laughs> you can hear that clink, 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 clink for the rest of the day as they're walking through the park. Cause everyone's wearing their medals. Yeah, really? Uh, there's an array of annual marathon weekends offered around the world. And here is the ones that I found. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. The Star Wars half marathon light side in January at Disneyland. The Disney princess half marathon weekend at Disney world in February. Star Wars half marathon dark side in April at Disney world. Tinkerbell half marathon weekend in May at Disneyland. Disneyland Paris Half Marathon in September. Hong Kong Disneyland Marathon in September. The Superheroes Half Marathon Weekend at Disneyland in November. We here at DizHiz think Run Disney is an amazing program, putting together outstanding events year-round. The marathons are a great time and can be something everyone should try at least once. With the different difficulties and lengths of races, the whole family could get in on the action and enjoy an amazing racecation. You know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney-inspired scents in their home fragrance line. Wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at MagicallyScented.com. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. This is this is Review. Review. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is uh, a pretty cool movie, right? Um, definitely, I can tell you, before the Guardians of the Galaxy, before they even, ha- like, you know, the movie was introduced to the MCU, I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know who they were. I feel like that's almost everybody, Joe. Yeah. You think so? Most yeah. of, most people probably didn't know who they were. Of course, you had your comic book people who knew who they were. Um, but I didn't know who they were. And I I've known, I know a lot about heroes. And uh, superheroes and a lot about like, you know, weird one, weird heroes out there. But I knew nothing about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Who was your favorite um, Guardian? Drax. <laughs> How about you, Jen? Oh, no, it is. Oh, it's probably Rocket. How about you, Chris? I'm a Groot guy. I like Groot. I like Groot, too. I think Groot's a really cool character. Uh but I can. What do you? I, which one do you think is funnier? Do you think the first Guardians is funnier or the second one? 
think they're both funny. Yeah, like I think those were really funny. Yeah, those movies were like almost equally as good as each other. I, I yeah. like both of them almost the same. Alex is frozen. Oh, you can see me? Oh, there. Were you doing it on purpose? Yes. Oh my oh, he's god. Doing the us. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's pretty funny. So what's your favorite part of the first one? Mine's a like dance the, off at the end. I like all the music. I just love the music in it. Yeah, yeah the, the music. music I think the music so took good. the next level and kind of like made it a staple because automatically you're you're in it. Yep. hundred percent. It just works is, so well with it. Yeah, and I think this movie is kind of what uh, brought them over to comedic. You know, when you yes. when you were watching the Marvel movies, I didn't really think they were, you know, I thought they were awesome, like action movies, but this kind of, I think, moved them over to like, oh man, these are funny movies, right? And uh, I kind of put them in that direction where the, where the ones came out, movies that came out after this one, they were kind of funny, right? Because of, you know, Star-Lord, like he was hilarious and Rocket and Drax. Uh, I definitely think Drax was funnier in the second one though. Yes, I, I agree. I think they... They, you know, all the movies prior had some comedy in them because yeah. comic books are funny as well. Um, but I think this one really hit the comedic performance a lot and showed that it is a staple that needs to be added to all the future movies, which they did do. Yeah. And I can tell you, I wasn't really looking forward to this movie when neither it was first I. came out. Yeah, yeah. Neither was I. But I love, I love the Guardian, like Guardian movies. I, you know, can't wait for the next one. Um, and it kind of this movie kind of got me to be a fan of the Guardian movies, no doubt about it. I feel like this kind of helps you to it helps to solidify your faith in the powers that be over the MCU, right? Because they take these characters that the average person has never heard of before, not only make it a successful movie franchise, but make it you know one that you like. It's definitely um more enjoyable than the ones of the past. So you kind of sit back and you go, okay, if they can take these obscure characters and make them lovable, then whatever else they're going to come out with afterwards, I'm going to give it a look. I may not love every single thing, but they did such a good job with this that I'm open to what's coming up. I can't wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, I can't wait either. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week I'll bring you the latest news and rumours, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where between January 10th and 16th, we'll be watching the film Christopher Robin. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com and listen to all the other awesome podcasts as well as Diz Is. Alex, what did you do in the world of Disney slash news? So it's easy. I didn't do very much. I worked on, I told you about that coloring book and I've been working on one page of the coloring book, uh, ended up being Donald Duck. And, um, it was a Christmas Carol picture from Donald Duck. So and Christina did a really good drawing too, right? That, Christina did the one drawing that you sent. She did up. Yeah. Was it was that, like really good. Yeah. It looked really good. And I'm currently yeah. doing another one. It's um, it's a Coco page. Um, it's the it's the bad guy from Coco. I'm forgetting his name right now. But also uh, this Ernesto week, the, de la Cruz. Yes, Ernesto. Yeah, it's Ernesto. Um, and then this week we talked about Encanto. Um, last week, but I have watched that movie from beginning to end almost five times now. It Which one? Is Encanto. Okay. It is become my daughter one of my daughter's favorite movies. We listen to his soundtrack almost every day at some point during the day. It is so much fun. Uh just the songs themselves are fun. And I wish I knew more of the words because you know, um the first opener song where they talk about all the powers and stuff, that was written partly written by Manuel Miranda. And it's so fast it's hard for me to sing along. I really need to Actually, I need to go online and watch a video with lyrics so I can learn the lyrics because I hate not being able to sing along. But it, the music's so good, and the movie itself is is well done. 
it's becoming a top hit in our household for sure. My family watched it, but they watched it without me, so I need to watch it. You need to watch it. We're obsessed. Okay, Chris, you need okay, to watch Chris. it. I watched uh, episode one of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, and it was really good. It was really good fan service um, scenes that you just, would, as a fan, would love to, you know, wanted to see and wondered about all these years. Uh, they're doing a really cool job with it. I love that they brought back the guy who played Jango Fett to play him. And I don't know, I'm really excited. that The second episode came out today. I'll probably wait to watch it with Emily because Emily and I watched those together. But it was really good. And I'm really excited for the future of Star Wars, really. This is the Mandalorian season two, especially. And, uh, and now this has given me renewed faith in the direction they're moving with Star Wars, for sure. Jen, have you seen the... Um, the scene of Patton Oswalt from Parks and Rec. Yes. I saw it. Reading it, cool like that? reading yeah. it shot yes. for shot. It was yeah. so good. I was going to bring yeah, that up. So that, that was, was so be... funny when I saw that. Yeah. I was going to say he tweeted about it too. Like he, because someone put that together and then he made a reference towards it and uh, kind of responded Super to cool. that video. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that is um, some of the excerpts of um, the book that was written. However, I don't know where the time frame oh. is in that, but um, but the way that it the way that it is like shot for shot, the way that he said yeah, it, that's funny. really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it is. Yep. It's just crazy that um, like there's a lot of uh, bringing people back in certain series, like I, I guess Fast and Furious, like those dumb franchises where people die and they they bring them back and it's really you know just forced and stuff. But this was one death that they brought back into real life and back to life that everyone universally across the board just you know agreed this is the right decision and it perfectly fits. It wasn't forced. It was super believable. And I was just so excited to actually see it happen because there was always that question, what happened to him? Did he really die? How did he how did he die? And you know so it's just so cool to see the, you know, how he got out and stuff. It's just, it's, it's really cool. I, I really, really am excited for the series. I, yeah, I kind of agree with super believable. You know, the, yeah. the Sarlaccs or whatever, pretty dangerous, especially down here in Florida, Animal Kingdom. <laughs> well, they can't really survive in the, in the heat. So they like to, uh, I know. They have to be on the it's outskirts. A, it's a dry, it's they need there. a dry heat, Joe. Yeah, That's humid. why they're on Tatooine, not the humidity no, no. of Florida. Yeah. You should look it up, Joe. You should, look you up the should really. Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Jen? What did you do in the world of Disney? Um, well, just like in Alex's house, um, Encanto is all over our house, which it's kind of funny because I have, you know, the teenager slash college student that, you know, for the longest time was very anti-Disney, anti-Disney, and she's obsessed with this movie um, and the soundtrack. Well, she does and- look like her, the main character. Oh yeah. And my, one of my friends called me and was like, Hey, did you see this movie that's coming out? That it has basically, you know, your kids, you know, character. I'm like, yeah, we already realized that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she's obsessed with it. The whole family, um, you know, the music has been on. I don't, my husband hasn't seen it yet. And my son hasn't, but they were just saying something about it. So I'm sure they'll so just you. So it's just no, you. No, the- cause no, cause she's here or she was here until today. Okay. So. But um, so, yes, yeah, so we've been all about that. And um, Book of Boba Fett is just yeah. now for my husband, who, you know, for as long as you've known him, like his number mm-hmm. one Star Wars character is Boba Fett mm-hmm. for the 20 something years that I have known him. Twenty seven. He it's it's Boba Fett. And so now, you know, what a great feeling for him to be able to watch this show. And we've watched the first and the second. I watched the second one right before we started doing this. Was it good? It was good. And um, okay. like, I really like it. My son really likes it. We, we just saw we're really happy with it so far. Um, and I love um, what's her name? Fennec. Is that it? Yeah. Is that the girl? Oh, yeah. She's probably my new favorite Star Wars character. I just... Knowing that she's the, the voice of Mulan already is cool, but I, didn't know I just, that. yeah, that's the oh, original voice no of Mulan. Mm-hmm. She's in the Bad Batch too, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, but I remember her back on like ER, but she, I just love her character. I really do. That's cool. I had no idea she voiced Mulan. That's really cool. I like so, Mandalorian better. I'm sorry. I'm probably the minority, but I'm definitely a bigger fan in. of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah you, none know. of you have watched the second one. This this <laughs> next one is really good. You have to watch the complete show before making any because it's a it's a whole story. You can't just like, you can read like one <laughs> chapter of a book and be like, yeah, the whole thing sucked. Dude, he was <laughs> against Luke. He was he was paid. He was the, he's he's the a enemy. bounty hunter. 
Luke's a baby. You got, listen, if you got paid enough money, you'd be against almost anybody too. I'm just listen. Saying. I don't think Dog the Bounty Hunter would be against Luke Skywalker. I'm against Luke for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, is that it, Jen? That's it for me. What about you? Okay, so I guess we're gonna have Scott come on in for this one. Scott, you there? Whole production. Jeez, I'm here. What's up, Scott? What's going on? Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Uh, so this is Scott from the No New Friends podcast, and we actually met up at uh, Disney yesterday. We met up and we ate at Geyser Point. We met Dane from Big Beautiful Disney out there, and we kind of did some um, some filmed some some footage. I guess you can say right that loosely and, use uh, that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, Jen, I have to ask you because you go to Disney with Joe a lot. Do, how many times do the plans change when uh, when, when you set up these Disney days? Like changes in what we do or changes in like it doesn't happen? Well, no, 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 no. Changes in what we do. I, let, let me explain. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're supposed to spend the whole day out there. Uh, that was the first thing that got changed because Joe had to work, understandably. And uh, we were going to do Magic Kingdom first and then end the day at Epcot. So I make my reservations for Magic Kingdom. I'm ready to go. No, 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 we have to do it later in the day. Okay, no problem. So I hit up my son. Hey, let's let's go to the parks in the morning. So it, long story short, I have to change my reservations about three different times to determine uh, which park we're going to. So I start off in Epcot with my kid. And then uh, we're supposed to meet at Geyser Point. So I had I, I parked at Magic Kingdom. I'm going to take the, uh, the monorail to Epcot to start my day. Then I'm going to take a bus from Epcot to Geyser Point. Then I'm going to take whatever mode of transportation back to Magic Kingdom. So Joe's like, all right, man, I'll meet you at TCC. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait what? Uh, so about three or four uh, changes of plans, we meet at TTC. So is, is that something that happens or? Uh, um, no, it, no, here's, it here's why. It does not happen. And this is why, because if he tries to change plans on me, I will spit out all kinds of rationales on why that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Cause as you're describing this, I'm going, Joe, why did you do that? So I no, I would have nixed that and that wouldn't have happened. So sorry for you. Next so, time I'll listen, just have to go and run interference. How about so, that? All right. the, the first mistake I made was I always get Fort Wilderness and the Wilderness Lodge confused. That's where that's where it all came about. You know, he only hosts a Dis his a Disney podcast, but yeah. <laughs> I know, man, for, but for they the both record, have wilderness Scott, in it. For the record, Scott, I do not get those confused. Uh, right, right. Nor do I. Nor do I. Wilderness in the name. The the first thing, the first uh, where you first went wrong, Joe, is uh, forgetting your annual pass and magic band at home. Oh my god! Hold on one second. Rookie rookie mistake. Okay, first off, was that that big of a deal? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) Wait, wait. Do you have do you have it in your phone? No, I do. I do. Yeah. No. So did you just scan in? So there was no delay off of your phone. No, but there wasn't really that much of a delay because when we went there, it, uh, you know, no one was really entering the park. So yeah, I just walked the up time, there and they gave me a card. Boom. It was like, you know, two minutes. Yeah. By the time we got to Magic Kingdom, it was like, you know, 7 p.m. So oh, no that's why I leave Magic Kingdom. Right. So <laughs> I got to tell you, Joe, Joe is one of my favorite human beings. Why? Uh, just I've, well, having spent some time with him, Joe is one of the biggest characters I've ever hung out with. And and what? and, Don't and I mean this no. with 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 all love and respect so we're at geyser point and we notice that the lights are blinking in the in the bar and we're like wait what's going on here and uh they lost power so they they lost power to geyser point and uh the polynesian there was a big power outage yesterday we were first on the scene Joe was so excited about it. It was like he's never I was, seen uh, a power was... failure before. Joe, Joe, as we're on the boat, he's like, man, wouldn't it be cool if there was a electromagnetic pulse, you know, an EMP or something like that? And I'm like, what, Joe, that would be terrible. Why would it be cool? He's like, we'd be the first on the scenes. We could get footage. We could go on YouTube. It'd go viral. I was like, yeah, there, there's only one problem with that, Joe. An EMP would knock out your phone. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah that would suck. <laughs> Message us but listen, like, overall, Something's going though, down, guys. Power out. Yeah. Something's going down. <laughs> he cool. made a base. Something's going down. Yep. Yep. But Joe made a point earlier. Yeah, I, I dislike Magic. Magic Kingdom is my least favorite of, of the parks because if it's busy, um, I, I can't have a beer in my hand. You know, all the other parks, I can, I can have a beer in my hand. So if it's busy, no big deal. But I had spent some time at Epcot and then at Geyser Point. So I had a, a nice little comfortable buzz on. So 
yeah, I walked into Magic Kingdom and uh, the tears were almost flowing. Uh, Joe had to drag me out. Uh, I wanted to stay for the fireworks. And he's like, no, let's go. But we did get to watch the fireworks from across Bay Lake after we got off the, uh, the boat. How romantic. It was. We held hands and everything. It was. And then, you know, we were sitting there and Scott's like, oh, is it over? And some random lady's like, oh, it's over. It's over. And he's like, oh, it's over. I'm like, I don't think it's over, Scott. And he's like, no, it's over. This lady said, this, this lady, lady said, knows. Yep, it's over. yep, she knows. And, I can and just I like, tell. Don't take my word for it. I mean, I just have like a Disney history podcast I'm a host on, right? Right. But, Joe, over, but Joe, you don't know the difference between Fort well, Wilderness Scott, and Wilderness Lodge. Who am I going to listen to? The lady that I, uh, hasn't steered me wrong I yet? Know That's a good difference. point. I know the difference. I just, I just get confused sometimes, right? But who was right, Scott? You were right. You were right. I was right. Okay. And I so didn't you, were, that. you were one for one is what it sounds like there, Joe. Yeah, I was one for one. And not one, only one that, out of one, this one. one and one. Wasn't it fun? Wasn't it fun? Did we not have a fun time, Scott? We had a we had a blast. And and believe it or not, as many times as I've No, I said we had a blast. Yeah, we had a blast. I, know, right? we did. I had we my had first blast, ever right? dole whip. I've never had a dole whip before. And 98% of that thing was fantastic. Uh, 98%. Yeah, the last 2% was garbage. The aftertaste You just throw that part away. I should have. I should have. I didn't know. Uh, Dane tried to steer me away from the Dole Whip. But uh, yeah, Ryan says, uh, yeah, this was uh, Joe and Scott date part two. Dane tried (laughs) to steer you away from the Dole Whip? Yeah, he said, get the strawberry one. It's probably better. Oh, I was going to say his name on Twitter is Dole Whip. Yeah, but there was like a 10-minute wait (laughs) to get the Dole Whip. And then... uh, and then he's like, well, just do mobile order. And that took like three seconds. So I learned a new mobile order. That was exciting. Wow. And I took Joe to oh, his yeah, favorite cool. all-time attraction. We got to see the really cool country bear jamboree because hey. bears are cool. No, bears are cool. Right. She does, cool. She does tell, love his tell, bears. We, we all agreed. Dane, Scott, and I all agreed that it's not that good. It's outdated. It, it's outdated. And it, you guys were talking about animatronics. Ago. Yeah, the sound... You can hear like the animatronics like every time the eyes blink. Yeah, the, the audio is a little rough, uh, but it's, it's a cute show. It's the jokes. It's I, the jokes. Yeah, yeah. If but they used them, to do a Christmas overlay are... on uh, Country Bear Jamboree. I remember as a kid, they, they used to do that Christmas overlay, but I guess not anymore. No more money mm-hmm. into the bears. So not only did we get to go to Magic Kingdom, right? We ate at Geyser Point. Jen, have you guys eaten at Geyser Point? Alex, have you eaten at Geyser Point? No. Yes, Jen, and have I'm you eaten eating, at Geyser Point? Yes, and I will be there Saturday night. Oh, really? What, yes. what are you going there for? Well, my daughter's oh, staying. My my daughter's staying at Wilderness Lodge. We're staying at Animal Kingdom because she's volunteering um, regular race. I'm volunteering medical, so we just ended up at different resorts. Okay, so we ate at Geyser Point. I had the Bison Burger. It was fantastic. I really, you know, enjoyed the Bison Burger. Um, we saw Dane there. JD, that's also in our little podcast group. He was there um, at the restaurant, you know. So if you're at Geyser Point, say say hi to JD. Um, also, Scott, let's tell him what happened. We were sitting there. Some person came up to me randomly. It was like, oh, hey, yeah. one of you guys are on a Disney history podcast? Yeah. Are you that's kidding me? We like, oh, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Jen, you have no idea how much when Joe and I are together, like we promote Diz is. Um, and he's like, well, why don't you say something about your show? And I was like, my show is way too hard to describe. I'd rather just steer people to your show and you promote my show anyway. So it works. No, Scott's sitting there. He's like, has his phone case with the no new friends like, on his phone. phone case, where he's like sitting there like going like this. Like the guy's talking. He's like pointing towards his phone. He's like pointing. He's, he's like got his mask like on. Or yeah, yeah. Oh, I have the ma- I have the No New Friends podcast mask, T-shirt, and uh, cell phone case. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. But the food was really great. Overall, it was a really cool night. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. So before we end the show, Chris, Scott, uh, what's coming up on the No New Friends podcast? <laughs> well, if we ever get to record because of my audio problems. Uh, so we're you're going to be on tonight. And yeah. uh, we're going to go a little bit more into depth about our evening together uh, date part two. Uh, we're going to talk a little this bit. This is our third time meeting, Scott. Did you forget about the first time? Well, yeah, that was date part one. And then uh, yeah. date part two was, oh, that's right. We went to Jared's thing. That was date two. I know, man. What? I know. You forgot about our first I, date, dude. Come that on. was our second date. First date was at the steakhouse. Second date was at Jared's thing. Uh, third date. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our, uh, our little bromance that we have going on. So that's the his on Run Disney. I'm Joe. I'm Alec. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.
Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. Now that you've taken on that big job, you shouldn't have to settle for the big box. You've earned a trip to Northern Tool, and we're ready for the details. We know all about the little things that make the biggest difference. Maybe that's why they call us a problem solver's paradise. From pressure washers to power tools, pallet jacks to push carts, Northern Tool and Equipment carries the brands you depend on, like North Star, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Strongway. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com.